The Medallion, Chapter 24 The round room faded away and Corvin found himself back under the leafy canopy of the trellis. He screwed his eyes shut. He had to get back to the room and let Kate know the reason he couldn't warn Tirith was because he needed to rescue his father first. Something bit into his neck and he opened his eyes to find Sark's lean face sticking through the wall of vines, a short tube in his mouth. His cheeks puffed and Corvin felt a sharp sting on his face. Sark motioned for him to follow and disappeared back into the leaves. Corvin left the couch and stuck his head through the curtain of gray foliage. Sark stood in a debris-filled alley behind the trellis. At one time it had been a protected corner of the garden, but the front half had been filled in by the vines and the space was forgotten. A tattered sling chair lay half-covered in dry leaves. Sark grabbed hold of his arm. Oh, sir, I am glad I have found you. You must come with me. It is not safe to be in the city. They have many Lumians, and it is dangerous for you to be here. Did you find my father? Yes, Gavin helped me. Gavin is here? He was with me when we found your father, but then he became captured. But not to worry. I know where they both are. Come with me. Sark took a step down a narrow alley toward an opening in the wall at the far end. Looking for more Lumian seeds? The voice behind him startled Corvin, and he banged his head on the support beam. You won't find any. That's not a Lumian vine. Sark pulled hard on Corvin's hand. Corvin shook his head. This was not the time to make his escape. He didn't have the energy for it. Sark let go and stepped into the shadows. Corvin extracted his head from the curtain of leaves and turned to face Lena. Her face was dark with anger. Don't even try to make any excuses. I've heard them all, and every single one is a lie. Corvin left the trellis and moved with shaking legs back to the couch. Lena pointed her bow at his heart. He sat on the edge and looked up at her. I promise you, I... Lena lunged toward him, eyes blazing. Promise? She hissed. Do you know how many promises I've heard? Corvin leaned away from the crossbow. You haven't heard any from me. Her eyes narrowed. Oh, you're a clever one. Well, it's not going to work. She flicked the crossbow upward. Get on your feet. I don't care what our guardian says. You need to go to the gatehouse where they can deal with you while you're still worn out by your own greed. Corvin stood and she took a step back. I understand how fast you could move when you have it in you, but I also know that my bow is faster. She nodded toward an opening farther inside the arbor. Through there. We'll go out the back way and up to the city wall. It is best if she believes you have run away. Corvin walked out from under the trellis and into the side of the portico. If only she knew how weak he actually was. He stumbled on the step to the walkway that circled the open garden area. Don't try to pull any of your tricks on me. Corvin did not answer. What, no more excuses? Corvin turned slowly around. Why are you so angry? Have I done anything to hurt you or anyone else? Lena clenched her jaw. No, not yet, but you will. You cannot be trusted. Corvin leaned a hand against one of the pillars to steady himself. I was wrong to eat the Lumian seeds. I don't deny that. Lena's face softened. It's good you can admit it. I wish others... She swallowed and gestured with her crossbow for him to move along the covered porch to where the thick vines from the trellis cascaded down to meet the ground. Feel by the darker brick, Lena said. This is an old gate. The latch is just inside. Corvin pushed his hand through the wall of leaves and felt for the handle. Ouch! The word left his lips before he realized that Sarek had just poked him. The lizard was letting Corvin know he was inside and ready to use his poison. What happened? Lena whispered. Something poked my hand. Just open the gate and get inside. I don't want anyone to see where we went. Corvin pushed the vine-covered gate open and stepped into the overgrown space behind the arbor. Sark's face stuck briefly out of the mass of leaves in front of him, his eyebrows raised in a question. Corvin shook his head slightly. He did not want Sark to do anything to harm Lena. Sark pulled back into the tangle of vines. Turn right, Lena whispered as she stepped down behind him and shut the gate. 
Corvin stepped into a narrow opening and groaned aloud at a steep flight of stairs. The only light came from far above where the blue lumion shone through a small opening. As he climbed toward the light, his breathing became more labored, and his heart pounded faster with each step. Quit stalling, Lena said. We don't have all night. He turned to face her. I need to rest a minute. I'm tired out. Lena took a step back on the stairs and leveled her crossbow at his chest. I'm not that stupid. There are only ten steps left. You can rest when we get to the top. Wearily, Corvin turned around and looked ahead. Lena was wrong. There were thirteen steps to go. Summoning his remaining strength, he counted them down. As he took the last step, his legs gave out, and he stumbled to one side, collapsing on a stone bench set into an alcove. He slumped down and closed his eyes. The sweat was trickling down his face, but he didn't have the strength to wipe it away. His breathing slowed, but he waited until his heart started clenching in painful spasms before he opened his eyes. Lena stood across from him, her back against the wall next to the doorway from below. You're not just pretending, are you? Corvin shook his head. If you wanted me to die, that just about did the trick. Why are you so exhausted? She leaned her crossbow up against the wall. When you caught me in that power room, the vines had sucked the energy out of my body. The vines grabbed you after you ate the Lumion? Corvin shook his head, but that only made the alcove spin around him. You're still saying that the Rakash took it? Corvin gave a small nod. Their leader, the one with only one hand. You saw him? Here in Anamir? The one with the missing hand? Corvin nodded and Lena glanced toward the powerhouse in the gardens across the river. I didn't think he would ever show his face around here again. He said your name. Lena's eyes widened. My name? When? When you were leaning over me, just before you hit me on the head. The Rakash leader looked at you and said your name. Lena tipped her head back against the wall and closed her eyes. Tears squeezed out from beneath her lashes. Corvin waited a few moments and then broke the silence. Where do the Rakash come from? Lena's eyes opened and she nodded to the right, around the corner. From the darkness on the other side of the gatehouse. So how do I get there? Her brow creased. That is where I was taking you. It's where we send all the males who eat the seeds. Why would you want to go there? That is where my father is being held prisoner and he is sick. I must find him before he dies. That is why I ate the seed. I thought it would help me rescue him from the Rakash. That it would make me stronger than them. Lena stared at him a long time before pointing along the wall. My father is there too. Then you should come with me. We can help each other. Shaking her head, she looked at the stones between her feet. You don't understand. My father's not a prisoner. He's... Lena! A voice called from their left along the wall. We have been searching everywhere for you. Three armed men were walking toward them. Lena picked up her bow and jumped forward to stand between him and the approaching men. She spoke quietly over her shoulder. You need to get back down the stairs. Ask the guardian to give you sanctuary. I will hold them here. They are not allowed to follow you into her house. Corvin pushed himself up and stood on shaking legs behind her. There was no way he could climb back down that steep flight of stairs. Where will they take me? Lena twisted around. To the gatehouse. Please don't go with them. You won't come back. Her eyes were pleading. Corvin touched her shoulder. It's okay, Lena. Don't try to stop them. It's not your fault. Lena turned to face him, her eyes filled with tears. It is my fault. I reported your presence and told them I would bring them to you. She raised her crossbow between them. Grab this from me and use it to get away. Corvin put his hand on hers and pushed the crossbow down to hang limply at Lena's side. I must go rescue my father. I will look for yours as well. The tears fell freely and Lena gave her head a small shake. The guard stepped up behind her. Is this the one? Lena did not turn away from Corvin. We will take him from here. You are commended for taking the initiative and doing what is right for our city. Lena wiped her eyes. I made a mistake. 
This isn't the one you're looking for. One of them stepped around her, looking contemptuously at Corvin. No, no mistake. Not much in him now, but he has consumed Lumian seeds in the past. He pointed a short sword at Corvin's chest. Any weapons? We took his sword away, Lena replied. He's not dangerous. The man snorted. They are all dangerous. We must rid our city of this curse or we will end up like Kadir or Kate Elba. The guardian of the sisters wanted to speak to him before you took him away. Lena's voice quavered as she put a hand on Corvin's arm. Your guardian is known for being too lax in protecting our city. She stands to lose her position if she's not careful. Lena opened her mouth to speak, but Corvin cut her off. I'm ready. The guard sneered at him. We'll find out just how ready you are. His sword poked into Corvin's chest, forcing him to take a step back. Lena released Corvin's arm and stepped toward the stairwell. In that instant, Corvin saw a blur as Sarek whipped out of the opening and hid away behind one of the stone supports on the outer wall. Corvin turned to walk away along the wall. The last thing he wanted was for Tsarek to try to rescue him. He glanced back. The wall was empty except for a small shadow creeping along the inside of the parapet. They approached the squat building by the river he had seen from the power station in the gardens. The huge vine that crossed the river on its pilings thrust into the side of the building just below the level of the wall. All the windows were dark, like hollow eyes looking desperately at the bright lights in the city. One of his guards called out and a door opened. A bright Lumion hung just inside and a soldier stood waiting. So you found him, he said dryly. Doesn't look like much. He's a seed eater and he's alive. That's all the master requires. The new soldier pushed Corvin past him. I will take him from here. The point of a sword propelled Corvin down the length of a short hall and up a narrow set of stairs. He was thrust down another quarter, then turned to face an arched doorway. Open it, the guard ordered. Corvin pushed on the door and stepped into a darkened room. The only light came through a threadbare black drape over a window behind a large stone desk. Through the drape, he could make out the outline of the brightly lit power station across the river. A shadow moved. It was the head of a man seated in a high-backed chair facing the window. The guard spoke. We have captured another one. The black figure nodded. Lena from the sisters reported him. A hand dismissed the guard. The door clicked shut and in the silence Corvin caught the rustle of cloth behind him. Someone else was in the room. After a lengthy pause, the man behind the massive desk swiveled around in a crude metal wheelchair. The screech of metal wheels grating against the stone floor made Corvin's teeth hurt. A hooded black robe cast a dark shadow over the man's head and black gloves were over both his hands. Corvin tried to see under the hood, but there was a cover hanging over the man's face with only two thin slits for the eyes, like a snowblind mask. Put your hands there. The voice was quiet and low. A black finger pointed to the front edge of the desk where two polished black globes the size of grapefruit stuck up on thick dowels. Corvin hesitated. Do it, the voice commanded. Corvin took a step closer and gingerly touched the top of one of the globes. It was warm and throbbed with power. The other one. Corvin touched a finger to the second one and a powerful surge ran through his body. Lumian power. Not as natural as the seeds but more intense and measured. He instantly felt stronger without any guilt from having eaten the seeds. He closed his eyes and reveled in the sensations flowing through his mind. Memories flickered past like a jittery film projector. Things long forgotten about his childhood years. Playing on the castle rock, camping with his dad at the river. His father's laughing face filled the screen and Corvin shut the memories off. He needed to save his father. His heart was completely full of Lumian power. It was enough. Corvin attempted to pull back from the globes, but instead his hands gripped them even tighter. Did his body want more? His heart was still expanding, pushing out his ribs in painful rings around his chest. 
His body began to shake as pain flowed out to invade every cell of his body. Arcing back, he tried to pull away from the throbbing globes, but it was no use. He groaned out loud, trying desperately to shut off the energy flowing into his core. A muscular arm wrapped around his belly and pulled him back. His hands came away from the globes and the power crackled between his hands and the rods in arced lines of blue lightning. The arm yanked hard and he fell back against the person's chest, gasping in pain as the power raged within him. It is enough, a coarse whisper, like sheets of sandpaper rubbing together, was close by his ear. Corvin's head slumped forward and the arm holding him shifted up to his chest. A white stump without a hand, the leader of the Rakash, had just saved his life. The shadow behind the desk leaned forward. Only I decide when it is enough. He could have taken more. This one is the strongest one we have found yet. No wonder he was able to find a way into Anamir City. This one came over the falls from Kadir. The old man behind the desk snorted. There is no one left in Kadir with this kind of strength. The dark figure stood to his feet and pointed at Corvin. I believe we have found a new leader for my Rakash army. One that still has both his hands. The gloved finger pointed to the side of the room. Take him to the conditioning room and start the process right away. The Rakash leader hoisted Corvin off the ground and draped him over a broad shoulder. Lumian-infused blood flowed down to Corvin's pounding head and everything went black. <laughs>